0: And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, I'm your host Adam Scalina And
1: I'm your other host Matt Scalina Matt,
0: I'm so fired up for today's episode You are, I guess so, three cups of coffee in I'm three cups of coffee in, it's episode 66, the Mary Lemieux episode Yeah I'm really excited, he turned down our request Yeah, he he said he didn't have much to offer No, no, yeah Strange Except for amazing stick handling (laughs) And, and, possibly a a, and a rocket shot <laughs> rocket shot, yeah, that's what they called him, right? Merry over the rocket <laughs> Lemieux? The
1: rocket Lemieux Yeah, yeah. the rocket it's Lemieux, a- I
0: think that's right Correct us uh, with an email <laughs> if we're wrong on that, but I think we're right uh, Anyways, Matt, so uh, we're, we're talking today, we have no guest No, no guest, and
1: that was by design That was Yeah, so the election's coming up on Tuesday We wanted to circle back uh, We've had a lot of people ask us about what's the impact of the election sure. What's going to happen? Uh, how's the market going to react? And we wanted to talk about the fundamentals, the strong fundamentals of the Vancouver real estate market.
0: Sure, sure. So don't fret the election. Uh, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of benefits and positives going for the market. But what I've realized is that, you know, it doesn't even seem like the election actually is being the market, outside of the questions and the market didn't hear about the market's The market's not fretting the election, that's for sure. No, for sure. It's been uh, a really busy market. But, but yeah, I mean, you look tired. I know you've had three cups of coffee, but <laughs> you still look, you still look <laughs> yeah. tired. Uh, well, that's partly the way my skin hangs on my face, but, uh, but congratulations, <laughs> yeah, 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 deep eye sockets. But uh, also, I'm I'm noted for my deep eye sockets. Uh, but but also surface
1: thinking and deep eye sockets, yeah, exactly, <laughs> sockets. yeah, exactly.
0: But you know what? Though here's the thing: I had a, one of my recurring real estate dreams last night. Uh, I always get usually one of one of two dreams. One is, and it's it's usually when I'm really Feeling the pressure. Yeah, spring you know, market the is spring a perfect market. time. Yeah, I don't. You know, this isn't happening to me in November, December, but I'm sure there's realtors out there that can relate. One is that I get a call from a client and they say, "So, did we get it?" And I'm like, "Get what?" And I've totally forgot to put the Huda's <laughs> new phone. Uh, I totally forgot to put the offer in. Uh, and then the second is that I have uh, I have a dream that I have to. And this is what happened last night. I had a a market analysis I had to do on a on a new listing and I went to the property and then you know but it's but it's a dream right yeah. so the property is not like your typical property you know as I get there I realize it's a one bedroom six bath and in the one bedroom there's actually they've they've put a you remember mcdonald's play areas when you're a kid that you know the very ball well pit? yeah yeah they had actually put a ball pit in this bedroom and so you know i mean it was it, it was very kind of uh almost you like did, a psychedelic yeah. dream like how, how did you did you find any good comps no <laughs> how'd you price that one out yeah. anyways look for a, a one bedroom in yale town with a ball pit coming <laughs> coming soon next monday but no that was a whole night i just i just basically was going through the numbers how am i gonna price this out it's such a bizarre sounds property. stressful and uh yeah anyways i woke up and and did two market analysis this morning so yeah. anyways how did you price that ballpen? <laughs> exactly thirty thousand dollars <laughs> slightly cheaper than parking that, that was my logic <laughs> um <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right to it we got the stats we got the latest stats that just came out yeah so april stats april stats just came out on the ground feels very busy but the, and the stats back that up yeah, well, okay, let's let's break it down by stats. We're not going to take too much time on this because we know it gets a little a uh, little boring, but we'll talk about first of all the detached market. So, yeah. east side is up last month 1.5%. 1. 1.5%. One west side's 1%. fairly balanced, I would Basically say. Basically balanced. It feels like, especially it's on the busy. east side, it feels busy. It Under 1.75 like on the east side feels really busy. It's
1: competitive almost across the board. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff
0: going for significantly over asking price. Sure. So um, we got 1.5% increase for detached in East Vancouver. On the west side, it's 1%. Uh, appreciation yeah and then on townhomes and condos it's way busier Mm -hmm. on the east side we got a four percent increase for townhomes yeah which is crazy that's this is like last year's last year's me yeah those are the type of and on the west side 4.2 so townhomes right across vancouver are super busy um and then apartments we're up on the east side 3.3 percent and on the west side 3.7 percent so on the ground, obviously, this translates to multiple
1: offers. I mean, we're back into that territory of uh, a nice one-bed or a nice
0: one-bed and den, getting eight to ten offers downtown. Depending, I mean, Yeah, of course, depending on how it's priced. But if you got a it's den, busy. It's, it's, it's busy, busy in, a, yeah. in one bed. I'm also noticing, like, we've been selling townhomes and also half duplexes, really, really strong markets. Anything kind of below one and a half million bucks, for families, or yeah. is 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 busy. If you got three bedrooms on the same level and uh, and you're under one and a half million, I'm sure you're you're going to be a busy. T- well, property. there's those
1: two price points w- that are that are exceedingly busy right now in my mind. One is that duplex market, um, one turnkey. three one four turnkey newer stuff, uh, young families, and then there's at a different price point, same people, families with babies or young children where they're looking for one in dens or small two small bedrooms two for kind of the 500 to 700,000 range. Yep. If you're in that price band, there's, God, there's hundreds of people going through those. Well, house. yeah, it's
0: super busy. And it's funny because it's highlighting the growing pains in this city, right? With affordability, yeah, people exactly. that want to stay, but they're going to have to make do and they want it. They don't want to give up the area, but they're willing to give up the property type, but they're, you know, they do have specific needs still, right? For sure. For sure. Okay. Okay. So let's get started. We've got uh Eight reasons why Vancouver will continue to be a great investment moving forward. Most certainly. Absolutely. And uh, eight, obviously a very lucky number. For and sure. um, just like most elevators, we don't have a number four. That's right. So, uh, so anyways, let's move right along. So here it is. Number one, Matt, landlocked.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've had this conversation on the podcast so before, but times. it's worth pointing out again to the north, there's mountains, to the east, the agricultural land reserve, To the south, we have the U.S. border, and to the west, we have ocean. There's very limited space here in Metro Vancouver, and especially in Vancouver. I mean, if you go from Boundary Road, uh, the border between Burnaby and Vancouver, all the way to UBC, we're talking about 19 kilometers.
0: 19 kilometers. I mean, I could uh, practically jog that, or at least I could have in my... uh... Yeah, in six days. Yeah, in In, in, in six days. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. six separate jogs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Works out to about... Three kilometers a yeah. jog And by jog you mean walk that, and then In your younger days I <laughs> was in hell of a shape I was in yeah. hell of a shape yeah, yeah. 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 yeah That shape was a pear <laughs> 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 i just, just kidding no there's no body shaming but keep it going keep it going okay so landlocked we've just talked about crying though okay i'm just kidding but we're talking about the fact that we do live in a landlocked area of the country of the world and the, you know that's the number one thing that you hear about vancouver right and you hear that about a lot of hot markets where they just they can't they can't expand out yeah hong kong
1: singapore and the other thing is is that we've talked ad nauseum now about density and coming density and sure. policy shifts and everything else and all that aside, just big picture, there's not a lot of room right? in this area. We're in a great spot in the world, and there's not a lot of room.
0: Sure. Number two, Matt, population growth.
1: Yeah. I mean, this speaks to this not a lot of land, right? I mean, the stats that we are looking at here suggest that there's going to be 30,000 people moving to Metro Vancouver year after year. Uh, which means by 2041 we're going to have 3.4 million people right Huge now growth. yeah we have under 2.5 we have 2.46 million so we're basically looking at a million people over the next 20 odd years
0: where are we going to put them
1: where are we going to put them exactly and this is we've talked again about uh light density and 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 density
0: right uh, i mean we're, we're dealing with one of the biggest affordability crises the city has experienced already. with the local population already right and we're talking about huge growth over the next uh, 20 30 years so yeah. it's going to be substantial um moving on to number three we're a hedge city
1: yeah so this is andy ann's term uh vancouver is basically one of the superstar cities in the globe london new york paris san francisco singapore hong so, kong the yeah. list goes on but there's a few cities where the wealthy elite like to congregate invest in and live in and vancouver makes that list
0: so these cities have characteristics you they know, all have characteristics like, in there and paris might be culture new york might be finance yeah san fran might be tech vancouver is a hedge city
1: okay so what that means is we don't have we're not a financial center uh you know arguably we got a lot of culture but we're not like paris france in terms of culture sure what we are we offer social and political stability
0: right and beauty and beauty all in one yeah i once had somebody describe this city to me as kind of the jock in high school right we're we're kind of the beautiful but boring yeah nice to look at yeah
1: tommy chiseled muscles couldn't (laughs) string a sentence together
0: yeah exactly yeah he's ripped but don't ask him anything yeah sits at the back of the class yeah that's (laughs) vancouver except in it translated to the city we
1: should say it's not necessarily boring but vancouver has been called the no fun city uh it it translates to a very attractive place because it offers comfort safety security and boring is good politically yeah
0: and boring is good for investments sometimes right i mean it's when you live in a place right real estate's boring and that's a good thing it is and when you live in a city where it's it's maybe the opposite of boring and potentially uh has a tumultuous market or, or political or revolution or in the street yeah then hey i'll take boring any day for sure okay number five number five we've got temperate temperate yeah this so that's climate right this
1: is uh largely interprovincial provincial migration but also uh it works globally as well vancouver apart from this uh last winter yeah. is a very attractive place to live uh the climate never gets too warm it never gets too cool um, it's very attractive in terms of global warming. I mean, some For of the sure. projections—you know, worst-case scenario—Vancouver turns into San Diego in ten, fifteen, twenty years. You know, uh, we all hope that doesn't happen. But what I know is that San Diego is a very nice place.
0: Yeah, and you know what the thing is—is is that it's—it's it's like we talked about before. It's a—it's a clean city. It's very green, and it's—it's it's a mild climate where it's a beautiful city. Okay, so number six, future city. Yeah. So what I mean by that is that, you know, we're a forward-looking city. We're very progressive. We're very green. We're very beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's a very clean city to live in.
1: This this puts me in mind of uh, our interview with Gregory Dreiser going back... The, From the Museum of Vancouver. Yeah. They were talking about the future city, what they want. But what has become clear is... Vancouver's one of the only cities in North America in which freeways weren't <laughs> run through downtown due to yeah. the protest movement in the 60s. Uh, the viaducts are coming down. It's very walkable, very livable, uh, not very car-friendly in a positive way, in a way that it seems like the, Sometimes the world... Sometimes feels is, negative. but if, if you're in real estate, it feels gonna, negative. You're going to learn to love those bike lanes. Yeah, these days. It's lots of bike lanes. It's a fantastic place to live, and cities around North America and around the globe are trying to replicate it but they don't have the infrastructure there
0: it's uh, hard to go back right? exactly I mean, exactly the they
1: built the uh, freeway so so it's a future city and that's a very attractive for sure feature. and
0: i've told that story before about the client of mine from uh, from mainland china who came here we were touring properties and it came up that he was a, a distance runner Right. Um, not unlike yourself, distance. Except he ran further distances. Um, and we, we were driving around, and he was saying, oh, I can't wait to, to jog the seawall. And I said, well, do you run back home? And he was saying, you know, when I can. And what he was alluding to is the fact that, you know, he'd wake up and check the air quality index. If it was, uh, you know, a certain level, he'd actually go out and run. If it broke a certain threshold, then he would stay inside. He wouldn't run, or maybe he'd run inside, right? But the idea being that... You know, when you have to monitor the, the quality of your air, it must be nice coming to Vancouver where you can, where, you know, everything just, the, the air is great, the, you know, the water's clean, everything's perfect.
1: And number seven,
0: Pacific Rim. Yeah, so what we were, what we meant by that, we'd been talking about kind of how our market operates within a couple different contexts. So we operate yeah. within the national context. Think of baby boomers coming from every cold climate looking to buy a condo in Vancouver. Sure. We operate in a, in, the local market, where people that were born and raised or live here or work here, are trying to climb through the market, obviously. And, yeah. And you can think of—we'll we'll get to another component of that um, when we talk about land transfer and wealth, tra- or sorry, when we talk about wealth transfer. Sure. Um, but you know, also the fact that we operate within the Pacific Rim, and you know, we we have um, we have a lot of networks of people, kind of migrating throughout and long the And long-established networks. Yeah, long-established networks and uh, ethnic enclaves here that really lend themselves well to to certain countries within the Pacific Rim that are always going to want to be in Canada yeah. for a variety of reasons, whether it's for the amazing education, the um, social climate, political stability. social political stability, all the things we're talking about. But and it's, it's, also and it's worth pointing out that in terms of looking at other cities in the Pacific Rim, Vancouver's right. still quite cheap. It well, oh yeah, it's affordable to within that context, right? Yeah. And also, you know, I mean, just even to, to pull back a bit and think about trade relations. I mean, this week there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the news and media about um, you know, our, our relationship with the United States and trade tariffs and everything or taxes and everything else, right? Yeah. So um, you know, you can see how that Pacific Rim relationship might lend itself well to future trade partners.
1: Yeah, and, and stronger linkages
0: between Canada and specifically BC and Asia Pacific. Yeah, for sure. So, Matt, that's number seven and number eight. Final reason here is, and this is Dustin
1: Woodhouse's uh, one of his favorite topics of conversation, the massive wealth
0: transfer that's going to take place over the course of the next 15, 20 years. So, Bob Rennie came out with a stat where he said 193,000. Homes in Metro Vancouver are owned clear title by someone over fifty-five years old. Yeah, which is
1: kind of an astounding. You an just, astounding let's just pull back,
0: actually, astounding figure. <laughs> One hundred and ninety-three, almost two hundred thousand houses in Metro Vancouver, or, or condos or whatever. Um, but in Metro Vancouver, owned but clear title by someone fifty-five years of age or older. Yeah, which is huge. Well, and he he actually looked at the assessed value. Of all these homes, so yeah. up, the assessed value of the hundred ninety three thousand homes,
1: yeah, is hundred and ninety seven billion
0: dollars. That's the assessed value.
1: The assessed value, okay. clear title, almost two hundred
0: billion dollars in real estate owned outright. Huge, huge amount of money. So when you think about that, and you think that I think the stat was that sixty billion of the two of the hundred ninety seven billion is owned by people that are older than seventy five years yeah. of age which what's the, I don't know what the average lifespan is, but that suggests that there's going, to be, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of inheritance. There's going to be a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of to wealth younger. transfer. Yeah. And the other thing there's going to be is
1: older people looking to, and this we've seen this, right, uh, pull equity out of these homes that they right. own outright and buy second homes, uh, buy condos, potentially be looking to downsize recreation homes. But uh, there's a lot of money that uh has been raised over the last 30 40 years here of people that are from Vancouver and that money is either going to find its way into other homes or down to children or grandchildren right. and and we see that in this market so right so trade
0: down invest help or maybe buy a recreational property but right. we're we're seeing we're we're going to see that money moving into different segments of the market
1: and we and we
0: already have
1: and these numbers are key to understand why even with a foreign buyers tax uh, demand is still so powerful here in the lower mainland in in many of these cases it's people with very deep roots here that are going to stay here that have made a lot of money off real estate in the past and have that money to invest
0: moving forward back into the market no definitely a good point so last but not least Matt we want to mention we had a last week we talked about private client services two weeks ago i think now two weeks ago we talked about PCS and uh, we had a ton of people sign up like we said before, sign up at scalinarealestate.com slash PCS. You're going to get realtor-level information. You get days on market, sold prices, and you also get updated about 36 to 72 hours before the public MLS. Yeah, and, we should, say,
1: and we should say we've been using PCS uh, with our clients for years now. Yeah, I was Tons actually
0: beta testing PCS. It's a, it's a great program.
1: I, in, I invented PCS. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But
0: the long and short is is that
1: our clients are always super happy with the service uh, the feedback from a lot of podcast listeners who have signed up has been fantastic. Yep. Um, so yeah, utilize that resource. We for haven't sure. been talking about it uh No, but enough. we should That's have been talking. Sure.
0: Based on the amount of, um, of excellent feedback that we've been given, check that out. It's something worth checking out. Go to com slash PCS. And uh, there's no offer code. The offer is just you get to use it, no obligation, for free.
1: Although we should say we love to work with podcast listeners. We've had a lot of people reach out. And uh, it's fantastic uh, talking real estate with people who listen to your show and helping them sell or buy properties here in the Lower Mainland.
0: And last but not least, uh, we really appreciate all the iTunes reviews that we've been getting. We're at 109 reviews on iTunes. Yep. We've got a lot more on Stitcher and other, other mediums for how you get your podcasts. Go and, and review us, please. We really appreciate it, especially if you like the program. Uh, that's the biggest compliment that you can give us. On that note, Matt, how can people reach you?
1: Give me a shout, seven seven eight eight four seven two eight five four at any time, or email me at Matt at Vancouver dot com and Adam.
0: Or you can try me at seven seven eight eight six six four five seven four or Adam at Vancouver dot com. And Brady D? info at vancouverrealestatepodcast dot com. I can't believe you woke up, Braden. I could have, I could have told you. I could have told you what Braden's. Anyways, all right, guys. We'll have a great week. Next week we got Tom Davidoff.
1: Ooh. He's going to be talking post election. And uh, so yeah. excited for
0: that. Yeah, it's going be Tom great. Tom Davidoff, get out and vote. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419.
1: We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down.